Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of A Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Robbie Raz, here with my co-host, Randy Griggs. We are coming to you from Lot B, a cigar dojo studio in beautiful, sunny, and expensive California. (laughs) Randy, how are you doing today? Doing fantastic, man. Excited to get another show under our belt here. You know that this show is brought to you by the letter A. Uh, exactly. Exactly. It's about my favorite letter. Uh, so we can is it really? Yeah. Do yeah. I have? I don't know if I have a favorite letter. Okay, I've never I made thought that of, up. Okay, because I've never thought of letters in those terms. <laughs> like I, have, like, I have a favorite number. Like a lucky number. Oh, yeah, yeah. And like I have a favorite color. Are you going to share uh, with us your favorite color? Orange. Oh, I, yeah. I could have told you that. Yeah, you could have yeah, you guessed it. Although I'm not wearing any orange today. Uh, but uh, you, know, you know what my second favorite color is? Pink. It is. You are absolutely yeah, correct. You yeah, know, you, uh, you do know, know you pretty well at yeah. this point. It's a little creepy, actually. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we are we're back. Flavor Odyssey. This is episode yeah two, but kind of one. All right, because we had the pilot. That was yeah. numbers. So we're we're going with letters. Uh, and today's pairing, we've we've told you guys about this already. Um, today's we're going with. Oh, let me get it right up in the. There we go. Arturo Fuente and Yeho, and this is the number sixty. Which uh, I think in our in the live video I incorrectly said it was six and a quarter. It's actually six and an eighth by forty-eight, not six and a quarter. And we're pairing that with a lovely beer from Anchor Brewing out here in California called Anchor Porter. Um, both of these, uh, both of the these components of this pairing, the cigar and the beer, have uh, interesting history. Um, which one do you want to get into first? Uh, let's go ahead and go with the cigar. Okay, so we'll, uh, you know what, I Since my, we already lit that. And yeah, we, yeah, we've, that. and actually that, it's, we learned a little, a few things, um, hopefully, <laughs> from our pilot episode. Thanks everybody who tuned in. Um, we had uh, a lot of viewers over the past week, really appreciate the support from you guys out there in Dojo Nation. Yep. Um, and uh, always want to try to get better, so please give us your feedback on, you can leave comments while you're watching this, or. You know, any uh, you could shoot me a direct message on Facebook. Randy, Randy's cell phone is five one zero. You could text to hear uh, complaints. Um, I actually almost gave out your phone number. <laughs> I noticed. Uh, I didn't. Um, five, but, five, uh, five. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Five, five, five. Uh, so we've we've changed a few things. I think um, in the episode, uh, in the numbers episode, we didn't start smoking the cigar until we started the show. This time we uh, we started about. 20 minutes 30 minutes before so we're creeping up on the halfway point 
Um, so we have a better idea of kind of the flavor profile. We can talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, and we've each had two beers before the show. That's not true. Uh, that's absolute. <laughs> well, I'll speak for myself. I've had two uh, of this uh, Anchor Porter. What did, this checks in at a pretty low ABV, if uh, memory serves. 5.6. Is that where, where does it say it on the bottle? See, I, I asked that we started with the I know, the I know. I'm jumping around. It's 5.6. 5.6. Yeah, that's, ah, come on, that's, that's sessionable. Yeah. 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 Um, anywho, so we're going to jump in. Uh, Arturo Fuente. You guys know who Arturo Fuente is. Like, we don't have to go into the background of the company. Uh, and Yeo's are kind of a special release from them. Comes out once a year, like around Christmas, I, I think. think. Father's Day and Christmas are, yeah. are the periods that the entire uh, Opus X line. Oh, releases. so it's, it's, it's kind of a twice a year. Is it released the same time as Opus? Or are they separate? See, we're going to get better at our research. Yeah. Um, these are good questions, though. We'll, we'll get into it. but um, So the Añejo, it's it's basically the same blend yeah. as an Opus X with a bit of a different wrapper, and there's a cool story behind that. And Randy has told me the story like seven times, and so he's really excited to tell you guys. <laughs> um, and now I've heard I've heard iterations of it. It's There's different you know uh, storylines out there. But, Randy, give us the uh, – you can go the abridged version or unabridged, sure. depending on how, uh, yeah, no, how we'll, you're feeling. We'll, yeah, we'll just hit a couple of the bullet points. Uh, uh, this was a cigar that we chose because it has such a great backstory. Honestly, uh, one of the great things about both the beer and the cigar industry is uh, the, the stories behind – uh, the people that make these wonderful products, as well as how they were developed, uh, what inspired them. Um, so stories, rich stories uh, in, in cigars are common. This just happens to be one of my favorites. Uh, uh, so the Arturo Fuente Añejo. Uh, Told you it would sound sexy. Arturo Fuente Añejo. So, so this comes to be. Um, what's funny is I typed uh, I typed in uh, description of añejo into Google, and it came back with a uh, translation of old, which is incorrect. Añejo properly translates to aged. Um, so what had happened was uh, the Opus X line that released in 1995 and became one of the most sought after cigars in the world due to the um, long belief that wrapper tobacco could not be grown in the Dominican Republic, um, uh, along with the help of the Oliva tobacco family and Carlito, uh, Carlos Jr., um, decided that they wanted to develop a wrapper tobacco. And they used a, a Piloto Cubano, uh, and they went ahead and brought that to fruition. It comes out as, as a Rosado um, colored cigar um so it's a all dominican puro is what the opus x is known for uh, in 1998 uh, hurricane saint george strikes the caribbean uh, stage four hurricane and wipes out the entire wrapper uh, uh crop crop thank you yes. uh <laughs> there at chateau de la fuente and so uh, with the rest of the tobacco intact, they were able to create the same bunches as the Opus X and not wanting to miss a year of releasing uh, the on the Opus X line, uh, Carlito went to the family stocks of cigars or of tobacco and identified some uh, Connecticut Broadleaf mm. that they had that was aged five years at the time. Uh, he then took that five-year age Connecticut Broadleaf and aged it an additional six month in cognac barrels. Mm. 
and then use that wrapper to wrap what is the Opus X uh, filler and binder bunch. Um, so to me, this is a pretty freaking cool uh, backstory of how this blend came to be, that it is the highly sought after Opus X. But again, the Opus X only really got its fame and notoriety because it was a Dominican rapper. Uh, so this isn't that. But uh, as someone that really appreciates and enjoys Maduro's, and I'm a bit of a Broadleaf fan in general, um, this really strikes me as a wonderful, uh, very flavorful cigar. Um, that I think some of those rich vanilla kind of characters uh, that, that you would expect to get from uh, aging in a cognac barrel, I think absolutely are prevalent and come through on this. Uh, so that's that's what I have to say about Arturo Fuente Añejo. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> thank you for story time. Um, no, that's uh, I honestly I didn't really know that story. I'd heard you know bits and pieces of it, and I knew that the blends were the same as uh, as Opus X. And it is kind of amazing what the, the difference a wrapper can make. I know there's a lot of conjecture out there that I've seen fairly recently that changing the wrapper doesn't make that big of a difference, and maybe on some blends it doesn't. Um, on this particular one, I think it does. Uh, I personally prefer the Añejo to the Opus X, uh, but at the same time, I've smoked more Añejo than I have Opus X because, frankly, Opus X is—it's just out of—it's uh, out of my price point. You know what I mean? It's, yeah. It gets a little cha-ching. But um, a specialty, and, uh, and even the Añejo—I mean, these aren't cheap cigars. No, like what are we talking about here? But no. uh, anyway, I'll—and I'll—I'll just say it that Añejo is one of my favorite cigars that. I've ever smoked all time, ever. Um, in the specific, the specific size that I really enjoy is the forty-six, which is five and five eighths by forty-six. Okay. That's a beautiful cigar. Love okay. it. Um, this is the first time I smoked the sixty. Um, <clears throat> like I said, it's six and an eighth by forty-eight. Um, what are you What are you tasting on this cigar? What are some of the 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 highlight uh, flavor notes that uh, that you're getting there? Definitely get a lot of earth. Uh, there's some very, very uh, subdued kind of uh, uh, vanilla character. Very woody. Mm. It's not as uh, sweet or chocolatey as uh, as I think I, I, I would have thought from a Maduro wrapper. Maybe that's more of a San Andreas thing than a Broadleaf thing. Yeah, um, I would agree. I'd agree with all of that. Keep yeah. going. I interrupted you. No, no, no. That's... Uh, that's all I got. You're the cigar guy here. So, so before the show, we were doing mic checks because I was all over the place with my mic last time like this. And so I'm trying to learn from my mistakes. And I went into my NPR voice. Yes. And I find myself going back to it. I, if, I, if I get into my NPR voice, I, I'm trying not to do that, but it's, I, I, keep, I keep going back to it. Um, anyway, yeah, for me, I'm getting a, a similar. I get that. And you're better with the descriptors about the, you use the actual real terms and I just kind of wing it. Um, I get that, that chewy backbone from the cigar that is that what I love about Maduro's is it's, it's like you said, you're, I, I, I think you nailed it completely. It's not as sweet um, as some Maduro's uh, can be. That You get that, uh, I don't know, I get, I, the way I describe it is kind of a caramel and then mm. there's a little bit of like a sweetened chocolate. This is more like a baker's chocolate to me. Absolutely. Um, and we talked about this last time about a cigar that kind of dries your palate out mm -hmm. a little bit. Uh, I find that this does, not to the extent of some cigars, just a little bit where um, it, it makes me want to revisit this uh, lovely porter that we'll get into yeah. here in a minute. 
Um, I can already say spoilers. We're only you know ten minutes into the show. This is a better pairing than last week. <laughs> um, but yeah, for me, I, I get like a, that baker's chocolate, kind of a chewy, kind of an oaky type of. Mm. I mean, you you said uh, kind of woody and, and vanilla, and I, I say oaky, which I to me in my head is the exact same thing. It is. Uh, yeah. Whether that's correct or not doesn't really matter. It's just what, the way I think of it. Well, no, I think I'm, I think it's more specific. You can say woody. Uh, yeah. You know, cedar obviously is so frequently used to describe cigars. Mm. I think of cedar as being a little bit of a sweeter wood, mm. uh, with with oaky being uh, very dry. Uh, yeah, uh, dry wood. Oh, so I was using the right word. I think so. Well, I'll be damned. I think you killed it. <laughs> it was bound to happen. Um, so, uh, just a tip. It does come with a cedar sleeve. Now, contrary to what you're going to see in some photos of famous people smoking cigars, do not smoke this. <laughs> take, take it off. And actually, I mean, you can take it off and you can use this to light your cigar if you want. You want to get real fancy pants, you can do that. Is that as a, a spill? Uh, yeah, I, that is the correct terminology. Okay. Thank you, Randy. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. I, went into, a, I went into a Cuban, uh, a Cuban certified place in Mexico. And they lit my cigar for me using cedar spills. And it was the most awkward situation I ever had. Watching a young lady sit there with a big lighter lighting spill and lighting the cigar. Doing the took 45 and minutes. And, and I'm just standing there just like, what do I do while you're doing this? It was kind of awkward. Uh, <laughs> yeah. now, now, was the, the cigar rolled on anyone's thigh while you were there? Not that I w was aware of, no. but, but having to stand in that close proximity of the young lady lighting it, she was very attractive, which... So that made it less awkward. It made it much more awkward. <laughs> oh, I see. Hmm. I see. Interesting. Okay. okay. Let's move on. Yes, please. <laughs> That sound you hear is us grinding rock bottom. No, I'm just kidding. Um, actually, I think that's... Uh, I've, I've never had anybody light my cigar for me with a spill. And the only time I've ever had anybody light my cigar for me is at, like, IPCPR events um, in the past. And I can't remember where it was, but it was kind of a... We were at, like, some kind of high-end bar. You know, it may have been a Davidoff event. It sounds like a Davidoff and thing to do. And they handed you the cigar and then promptly took it away from you and lit it <laughs> which i thought was interesting yeah. um but that's yeah i've never had any a spill like i you need the perfect environment to light with a cedar spill we are way off topic but anywho let's move in to the beer yes uh, we yes. are uh we're pairing today with a uh, very a lovely beer from oh, right, right there in the middle uh from anchor brewing in san francisco and this is the anchor porter now anchor brewing is known for their steam beer, correct. Uh, also known as a California Common, and is that correct? It is. Do you know why everyone else has to call it a California Common except for Anchor? Because they own that name. In 1957, and, they trademarked the term that's, that's, steam beer. That's when I said owned. I meant trademarked. Yeah. So every other brewery in the world has to call that style a California Common. Anchor is the one that can call it steam beer. Interesting. Um, that is not the beer that we are drinking. We're drinking nope. the Porter. Uh, this debuted in the 70s, uh, which was kind of a dark time in, in, uh, in beer history. There wasn't a whole lot going on in nope. the 70s, and the style wasn't that great either. Like, a lot of ugly people in the 70s. I mean, no offense. I've heard. I mean, I was born there. I mean, I was born in the 70s, and you could, this, I'm not much to look at, so things haven't really changed that much. But um, Anchor's based in San Francisco. Randy, you're going to give us the background on this. 
Um, but yeah, so go ahead. That's kind of a little soft intro, and now you go. Take okay. It. So uh, so porters uh, are often thought of. Um, there's two styles that are kind of locked hand in hand. That's porters and stouts. Uh, when people think about dark, multi malt forward beers, uh, porters and stouts both come to mind. Um, I would say that the key differentiation uh, when developing a recipe, at least, is that a porter should never be roasty, and a roasty character should always exist in a stout. Now, you'll see constantly, even we watched right before the show today, uh, Anchor themselves refer to this as being roasty. Uh, the, the main uh, ingredients... Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to... Go ahead. Go ahead. Two things. One, when I did the uh, Facebook Live on Monday, uh, I called it roasty. Oh, is that right? And yeah, I, I did. That. I, I, yeah, I, just, I said, yeah, it's got a nice roasty character to it. Mm. Um, in the video, he said roasted coffee. So I don't know, whatever. But what is roasty when it comes to, <laughs> this could get really dry, but what does roasty really mean when you were talking about describing a, in a beer descriptor? Yeah, so with, whether you're talking about chestnuts, coffee, any type of roasted anything is going to be uh, a little bit smokier from, from the higher heat source because um, you're going high heat, short time to roast things. Um, and so you end up with kind of a smoky, burnt characteristic. Mm. Uh, the three main ingredients that you're going to use in beer making to turn a, a beer uh, dark brown to black in color uh, are going to be your chocolate malt, your roasted malt, and your black patent. Mm. Um, and so you develop those uh, at different temperatures and different moisture contents. And that's a real key component there because black patent is actually made like a caramel malt just to a much darker uh, love bond, a much darker color. Uh, so there's still a lot of moisture there. So there's still a lot of like a sweeter dark chocolate character at, uh, coming through. Then chocolate malt is kind of a low roast. Um, so it's very light, dark, um, very light black. <laughs> very light dark. Yeah. It's a very light brown instead of like perfectly black. Okay. Um, so it's just going to have less of those characteristics of smokiness and burnt characteristics. Uh, so uh, a porter really should have more caramel forward uh, characteristics, literally like like um, like burnt sugar caramel um, and some chocolate notes. Uh, now, some of that can push into coffee slightly, but I would argue that roasty should remind you of a of a bonfire or mm. of of okay. uh, roasted nuts you know that 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 kind of darker stronger burnt characteristic interesting so really so to to kind of uh dumb all of that down because this is what i do in my head i make things easier to understand for myself because i'm not too bright um a porter is really just going to be a bit sweeter right Sorry, I didn't realize the question was coming so quickly. Oh, there. that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Uh, yeah, no. There, there that silence brought be, to you by Topo Chico. <laughs> uh, there should definitely be a kind of a sweeter caramel uh, note to it, which I, I, I don't mind jumping into the pairing a little bit Let's here. Do it. Um, this porter is absolutely exhibiting that sweeter caramelly characteristic that I was hoping that, uh, to get out of this, which I think is pairing extremely well with. Um, uh, I think we both hit on this. Uh, cigar doesn't have a ton of sweetness to mm. it. It has more of that dry chocolate and earth characteristic, which is, to me, being very, very well balanced with the sweetness 
of the uh, of the beer and i think it's kind of bringing out a little bit more chocolate in the beer um, and lending some sweetness to the cigar so so far for me this is this is a much better pairing than our first one yeah, yeah um, <clears throat> to go back to anchor a little bit i actually just two weeks ago um with uh, my wife and some friends we went uh, and did they they have a, a tour that they do it's kind of touristy um, and they talk about the, you know, the history of the, the brewery, which started in 1896. I don't know if we said that already. Um, and uh, they had some issues around 1906, like a lot of people in San Francisco did. Uh, there was a really big earthquake and a ton of fires. Uh, it was just a bad time. You know what? Side note, my grandmother on my mother's side was in San Francisco for the 1906 earthquake. Is that right? She was three years old. Hmm. She lived in San Francisco. Uh, she had been there for a year. She was born in Italy and came over uh, in 1902 and was in San Francisco for the 1903. Or we are, I thought we were just going to learn about Robbie's favorite colors today. Uh, we're yeah. getting, oh, it's deep. What else, what else do you want to know? I'm a Virgo. <laughs> um, actually, I'm kind of on the cusp of Virgo oh, and Libra, geez. so there's a little bit of that. Uh, anyway, um, the porter was there, and I think I remember this from the tour, was their first new beer outside of the steam beer uh to uh for them to bottle and that was in uh like 1972 i think 72 first bottled in 74 yeah. and to get back to uh owning the trademark they're the only ones that can use this bottle this shape of bottle and i don't know how that's delineated but they own the patent for this bottle uh so you'll notice that no other beer has a bottle shape like that that's that's about all i got for, for Anchor Steam, yeah. or for Anchor uh, Porter, I believe. That's pretty um, good. But uh, anyway, we can get back. Yeah, that's it's an interesting company. They've been around forever. And um, I guess you don't really think of, I don't think of San Francisco as having a brewery that's been around that long. You know, uh, one other thing I happen to know about Anchor off the top of my head is that they are San Francisco's largest manufacturer. Of anything. Of anything. Uh, Bigger than Levi. I was about to say, Levi uh, had that title until they moved on manufacturing, let's oh. just say, offshore. Mm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> down south, I believe. <laughs> uh, I, well, I, I think I think Levi's all made in Mexico now, right? Uh, it, may, it may be. Uh, I, I, I believe I they. Know. I believe it is. Or some of it is. I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people is. don't know that. Levi is like a trademark classic, uh, one of the original manufacturers in San Francisco. Of course, that yeah, that's uh, if you grew up in this area, you know all about that. But uh, and the state of California fabric is denim, like the official fabric. Yeah, like like the uh, the the quail is our official state bird. Um, the uh, state nickname is the Golden State, and the state fabric is denim. Uh, flower, I know it. Oh, I know it. It's a poppy. Yeah. It's specific. It's it's the golden <laughs> poppy, I believe. You are correct. And it's illegal to pick them. That's true. Uh, they're very pretty. They're orange. <laughs> golden, even. Yeah. Why <laughs> why are we talking about this? Um, we get. I, I I think we I think we lost them around Virgo. Ah. I think yes, that was yes. that was where we bottomed out. But um, anyway, so let's let's jump back into this. So we talked about roasty. We talked about porter. So I. It's funny. I've always thought of stouts as being more sweet. And porters as being more roasty. So I was completely 
backwards. Yeah. Yeah. I was completely wrong, which, again, has been known to happen. Now, there are five different stouts. And you have something called a sweet stout. Yeah, of course. Uh, which is that's use lactose. Yeah, I think of uh, like a milk stout. Is, right, exactly. Yeah, because most of the stouts that I gravitate towards have <laughs> different adjuncts. <laughs> that's a whole other topic. We're gonna at, at some point we're gonna talk about. It. Randy gets fired up about <laughs> adjuncts um, because it's well, whatever. We'll get let's get into that when we have a beer that has some special adjuncts. Yes, let's. Uh, for now, though, let's. Uh, touch on the two pillars that we talked about in the last show uh, about pairing uh, it's going to be intensity and flavor hook uh, so intensity wise from my perspective um, this is a medium plus intensity uh, cigar um, having that nice rich cognac aged uh, Connecticut broadleaf and I'd say medium plus intensity on the beer as well again having a lot of that caramel sweetness having some chocolate notes to it um, the hops aren't a huge prominent part uh, of the of the flavor profile but uh, they, they do use northern brewer hops in this beer uh, northern brewer has uh, uh, flavor characteristics known to be a woody or minty um, I could definitely see some woody notes in here you know maybe it's more notes that I'm picking up from the cigar but I, I definitely think that they're echoing in the beer a bit uh, so, so it's either just carrying over on my palate or it's being matched there, even though it's not in your face hoppy, uh, definitely, um, definitely, uh, pairing really nicely with that woody characteristic. Uh, and the flavor hook, man, uh, again, I think the sweetness in the beer is going really well with the dryness, uh, of that, that kind of baker's chocolate, like you noted, um, that you're getting from the wrapper over here, um. Uh, exceptional pairing I, I give it a thumbs up if, if if we do thumbs up thumbs down I don't know if we ever decided how we uh, how we decide on if it was a good pairing oh, we're gonna, or not. we'll come up with something and we're gonna do it yeah. on the fly today because we actually should have talked about this because we didn't uh, we didn't really did. I mean, we kind of gave it a thumbs down I guess last time right um, <clears throat> like two thumbs up and a twist <laughs> you lost me on the twist <laughs> no no uh, in, in living color no oh there was two, they did two snaps on oh twist. yeah 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 um Anyway, um, yeah, for me, I get the the note that I get out of this beer, and when I had one uh, the other day, um, it was the first one I'd had in a while. I probably had it before, but uh, I was, you know, sitting down and paying attention to it, and I get like a roasted, sorry, charred marshmallow. Oh, nice. Like uh, like a s'more, but without the cracker and the mm. chocolate, mm. and maybe and even you could really throw a little bit of the chocolate in there, but it's just kind of like uh, I don't know, just like a soft sweetness that has a little bit of an earthy character to it, mm. and it's I've, this beer is phenomenal, man. I think it is it's uh, it is, and you're clearly enjoying it because yours is almost gone. Uh, it's it's so good, and it's it's not super heavy. It's, what is it, about 85 degrees outside, and we're sitting in here. Granted, it's well-ventilated, and we got fans going, so it's comfortable. But I feel like I could drink this anytime. Yeah. But it's it would be even better, you know, sitting, you know, at the, like the fire pit in my yard, something mm. like that. Uh, but super, super good. Um, it's uh, It just kind of warms my heart. Yeah. I think it's important to talk about when you're talking about a dark beer, too. We didn't really talk about the body of it. It's uh, It's... Uh, medium body it's not super heavy mm. it's not 
you know, a lot of really, really heavy stouts you'd call um, like motor oil. This is not that. Uh, it, it has a body slightly fuller than, uh, than an IPA. Yeah. So this is, I'm going to hit you with a question here. <clears throat> and I've never really, I didn't, I didn't prep you for this. But there's kind of a misconception in cigars that the darker the wrapper, the stronger the cigar is. Yeah. And I think that same misconception exists in beer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like you said, it's not just, I mean, Guinness, for example, people Mm. think of Guinness as, oh my God, Guinness is such a heavy beer. It's really not. It's, 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 I I could drink Guinness. It's lighter than a Coors Light. I could, literally. It's funny. We were, uh, my wife and I were at a bar uh, a couple weeks ago for a, a friend's birthday and we got there early. And so we were getting something from the from the bar, and I was looking at their beer list, and I didn't want. I was driving, so I didn't want anything that was too high ABV. The lowest ABV they had was a Guinness. Yeah, like three it's and like, a half. Uh, this, they had it at four point two. Okay, four in that general uh, yeah. that general area. But yeah, you think of them as they may be heavier in flavor, right? But right. You're, it doesn't flavor and strength. I know in cigars, it's something I've always said is people really confuse flavor and strength. Big time. Um, so that's just something to, to keep in mind when you're looking at different beers and, and trying, uh, you know, if you're not a big beer drinker, like, wow, Porter, that seems really heavy. This is not a heavy beer. It's, it's um, I mean, it may not be the most refreshing thing in the world, but uh, it is, uh, it is not that heavy. Yeah, no, uh, in, in beer, we talk about it a ton because Guinness is the best example. If you were to drink a Guinness blindfolded, uh, you'd have a different perception of the body of it. And so, like, when I describe body uh, to people in beer, um, I talk about, you know, a very, very thin-bodied beverage would be water. And the most viscous beverage is milk. And so, just think about that as the viscosity, the actual texture, as you push your tongue through the liquid to the roof of your mouth. How thick is it, literally? And I think, uh, I think the, to your point, cigars have a, a very, very similar um, problem in differentiating and for consumers to really be able to like use their words properly and describe if they're talking about the body the intensity of the flavor or the strength of a cigar Mm. Uh, now my understanding and and again because it's somewhat confusing i've heard it referenced different ways uh, most of the places that i listen to for my um, for my cigar knowledge strength is typically referencing the nicotine yes that that should be what we all. That's assume, the way that I right. Yeah, that's the that's the way I take yeah. it. And whenever I, uh, occasionally I write reviews, Jordan. I'm sorry, I'll get on top of it and start writing more reviews. Um, <laughs> it's my confessional in the, middle, <laughs> in the middle of the show. Is that what the, uh, this yeah. just became? Um, so <laughs> I totally lost track. What were we talking about? The, the strength oh, of a cigar. Strength, yes. So yeah, the nicotine. Yeah, for me, strength is always the nicotine. It's right. not. I, when we talk about the flavor. Right. Uh, and and um, it, for me, strength is 100% nicotine. Um, so I'll refer to a cigar as medium strength, full flavor. There you go. Yep. And that's exactly how I would describe uh, this añejo. And man, I haven't had one of these. I guess probably in six months, and I don't. Right now, I can't explain why I don't smoke this Every at least day. once a week. <laughs> It's yeah, so this, good. This it's so good. so good. There's so much flavor. There's it's the depth of flavor in there. You can go as deep as you want, but there's so much going on that you don't even you could be smoking it and not necessarily paying attention to it and still have a phenomenal experience. Um, the complexity is there. It's very well balanced as well. It's not 
Uh, it's not overly sweet, which we've touched on. It's not overly uh, earthy. It's just, it's damn near perfect. So as far as strength goes, I mean, th- this is medium at, at most, I'd say. Right? Yeah, I, and again, I mean, strength is going to, it's, it's not really subjective in the sense that of how much strength it is. It's just subjective, I think, to what you're used to. Mm. Uh, if you're a newer cigar smoker and you've, only smoked Connecticut's and, and really mild stuff, and you jump into this, it's like, whoa, dude, this is crazy. But um, you know, if you're smoking, you know, Neanderthals and you know, uh, really uh, uh, strong uh, cigars, then you smoke this, and this is going to be more of a medium. Uh, if you've got a seasoned, uh, a seasoned smoker, I mean, I, I've been smoking for a while, and to me, this is medium strength. I wouldn't even say medium plus or anything like that, right? But definitely full flavor. Exactly. Yeah. Definitely full flavor. And I'll talk about my pairing experience because you talked about yours. I haven't really gotten into mine yet. Uh, I agree with everything that you said. I think this, um, this, the sweetness in the beer is, is so pleasant that, uh, and it, it does amplify, um, kind of, I think probably the earthy characteristic of the cigar. So there's probably a little bit of sweetness in the cigar that we are running over. So maybe if we smoke it on a fresh palate, um, without the beer, without the pairing, we might get a bit more sweetness out of it. I don't, I, I can't find anything to complain about. Like I'm, I'm, while I'm talking, I'm thinking of, okay, well, how else can I say how awesome this is? Yeah. I think it's a fantastic beer on its own. Uh, it's a very classic style and it's a, a nice representation of that style. So if you're not familiar with porters, this is a great one to jump into. Absolutely. Um, but man, this is, uh, this, this is my happy place. Yeah. You know, uh, it's, it's the style of beer. And we're getting into darker beer season. Sure. Um, as, uh, you know, we get into fall, which is my favorite time of year. Um, but uh, it's, this is the type of pairing. I, I do this every day yeah. and be happy about it. Yeah, no, I think each one stand out on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, when mm-hmm. you taste the beer, you're just tasting the beer with some accents of the cigar and vice versa. Uh, so I think they're perfectly matched in intensity, and um, as we've said many times now, uh, the flavors just go perfectly together. So now these are these these are Randy cigars. So thank you, uh, Randy, for uh, supplying the cigars today. Um, when what release is this from? Like last year's release? It must be. Yeah, this would be. Uh, I've had these for a little while. These are probably uh, from the 2017. Okay. Yeah. So these this cigar does age very well. Um, I have some, I was, I should have dug through my humidor cause I know I've got some from like 2012, probably super, super old. Uh, I would be curious to smoke, um, smoke them side by side and see the difference. But, uh, this cigar does age very well. Uh, there's not a lot of spice. Usually for me, I want to mm-hmm. age a cigar that's super spicy cause that spice is going to uh, settle down over time. There's not a lot of spice in here. I mean, maybe a little bit of kind of white pepper on the retro, mm. like a bright pepper. Mm. I always say white, which to me is more of a descriptor than saying it's the, like an actual white pepper. I don't really know what a white pepper tastes like, but I think of it as like a, a lighter spice. It's, yeah. not, it's not black pepper. It's not peppercorn. Like it's right. heavy and it's not super hot like a red pepper. So I go like mild or pepper on the nose. Uh, that actually does balance everything out. Uh, on that retro. If you're not retrohaling when you smoke cigars, you should learn how to do it because if you're not, you're missing uh, you're missing a ton, a ton of flavor. I would say probably 70%. Yeah, 
Well, there you go. I just picked that number out of the out of the air. But I can tell. Uh, Thank you. Did you know that 86% of all stats are made up on the spot? <laughs> well played. Um, so, I, yeah, so what do we want to do? Like, this thumbs up? I think we'll give it a thumbs up. That just keeps it easy. Maybe we'll, we'll, thumbs up. Maybe we'll get more creative uh, when we're not thinking about it on the fly. Uh, but we've got, you know, a few minutes left. What do you want to talk about? Well, let's uh, go ahead and propose that we get some suggestions oh, yeah, for absolutely. our next show. Well, we'll jump into that, yeah. Okay. Um, you want me to do that? Well, you're the host. You've done a very nice job of reeling me back in today, though. So you've actually been more hosty than roasty. <laughs> well, oh, yeah. nice, nice. Uh, it didn't make any sense, but it, but it rhymed. <laughs> um, okay, so this was letter A. Next week, uh, I don't know the date, but it's a Wednesday. Uh, so a week from today uh, would be uh, the letter B, as in boy, or Baltic Porter. Baltic Porter's a thing. That definitely is a thing. It's totally, and, and, and that, that's a great point to remind people as as we were discussing uh, what we can justify here. It can be the name of the brewery, uh, such as Anchor. It can be the name of the cigar, such as Añejo. As far as we're concerned, it can be the style of the beer. So yeah, Baltic Porter, Brown Ale. Yeah, uh, those those work for me as as far as representative of the letter B. Uh, but we do want to see uh, more engagement. Uh, from the audience, you know? Yeah, you guys are slacking. Yeah. I mean, Randy's being nice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, we <laughs> actually do all the heavy lifting over here. <laughs> no, we, we got some, some good. Uh, so so tomorrow we'll have uh, Facebook Live. I don't know if Randy's going to do it or if I'm going to do it. Uh, we'll figure that out. You guys will see when it goes live. But, um, yeah, give us some ideas uh, of cigars that you like that start with the letter B. It could be Black Label. It could be uh, uh, Black Label's the first one that pops into mind for me. Um, Bal- Balamore. Yeah, and a beer could be from Ballast Point. Yep. Uh, Ooh, the Ballast Point Victory at Sea. Oh, very good. Barrel aged Victory at Sea is even better. Then we'd have some adjuncts to talk about with the vanilla. We would. Oh God, Uh, pick something with adjuncts. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, And then we get to ask Randy what an adjunct is, (laughs) and then we get to tell him what everybody thinks it is and watch his head explode. It'll be fantastic. Uh, What one thing to note? um, Some of the suggestions we had were fantastic. Um, but very regional. Uh, I had some friends. Uh, we got a brewery right here on the Alameda Island in the San Francisco Bay Area. One of my favorite breweries. Good friends of mine over at Faction Brewing. Uh, make a beer called A-Town, which is a delicious beer. But if you're not in California, you're not going to be able to get your hands on it. Um, and, you know, we may get off the beaten path and do some uh, little local beers uh, here and there. But we do want to try and keep things uh, accessible. For the audience yeah. to be able to go out and uh, if if you got two thumbs up like you hear do here today, um, very excited that just about everyone listening should be able to get their hands on an anchor porter, um, and so that is something we're going to try and and maintain. So when you come up with your suggestions, keep in mind what what can be found around the country at least for the most part. Hmm. Yeah, and that's going to be tough, and and that's something <laughs> we're on episode two, and we're already <laughs> realizing that that beer. There's so many options. Cigars are easier because, I mean, maybe your local shop doesn't have any Añejos right now because we're in the shoulder season, I guess, where they're not quite available yet. Uh, Last year's, maybe those are sold out. But, um, you know, for the most part, I think people, you might even have some of these in your humidor. Hopefully you do because, man, it's so good. Um, But, yeah, we want to keep it as, as approachable as possible. But at the same time, if you can't find Anchor Porter, uh, maybe you have a local brewery that makes a porter. 
we'll an Ameri see. this is an American porter. Yes, the, yes, the a robust porter yeah. or American porter. And and we'll do that. We'll we'll try to give you guys maybe a, a style that you can lean towards. If maybe you can't get the exact, let's say we're doing a an, a West Coast IPA, mm. and you can't get, uh, we're get, we're doing a a, West, a double IPA, and you can't get Pliny the Elder where you live, but you can find a double IPA that's going to give you. A similar experience. So the hop profiles are going to be different, and maybe that was just a horrible example to use, but um, you get the idea. Um, if uh, you can find something that's in that same general style, yeah, yep, that would work too. So we're getting pretty close to wrapping this up. Um, I think this is a no-brainer pairing. This is a, a fantastic cigar. Uh, if you haven't smoked an añejo, uh, do yourself a favor and find some. They can be a little bit pricey, uh, depending on the size. Uh, again, we went with the sixty here, which is uh, six and one eighth by 48 um, if you can find the 46 I highly recommend it that's I think I've smoked three different sizes and there's a shark version the shark people like yeah. that uh, the squared off the torpedo or yeah. whatever it is yeah. um, so that's another good one but they're all very good um, and this uh, anchor porter again if you can find it if you if you're not familiar with porters it definitely it's a great example uh, but uh, this this pairing really really works I uh, want to thank everybody out in Dojo Nation for tuning in. Appreciate your support. Absolutely. Um, we, uh, we're, we're, uh, we're humbled by how many people actually watched our first episode. <laughs> so uh, we do appreciate that. Um, and if you know anybody who, uh, who likes beer and maybe isn't a cigar smoker, turn them on to the show. And uh, hopefully you guys uh, learn a little bit from Randy. And I don't get in the way too much. But, uh, uh, no, thanks again for everybody for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Everybody have a great week. We'll catch you next week with the letter B. And uh, everybody uh, stay safe. Cheers. Cheers.